Hey, what's up, everybody? Have I told you about Anchor yet? If I haven't, it's where this podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded. Now, Anchor is re- really the easiest way to make a podcast because they have recording and editing tools right on the app for you. They help you out with distributing out your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about any platform you can think about. And guess what? They even help you out with making a little bit of money on the side with your podcast. And if you're really interested in it, Go check out the anchor.fm site, or you can even download the app right off of your App Store or Google Play Store. Go check them out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. And uh, I want to say happy Friday to everybody. Want to set you guys up on your on your Friday day on your on your Friday on your weekend whatever it may be that you guys are listening to this on whatever day it may be. Uh, just hope you guys are enjoying this podcast and hope you and I want to thank everybody that has continued to listen to it. Uh, so just wanted to go to mention uh, really quick here, guys. I have mentioned it maybe a couple times on my other episodes, but wanted to continue to mention it. You guys can always find me on Twitter. It's going to be West Coast Pod. And that's West, just like how it's best uh, spelled West Coast, then uh, pod, P-O-D, then the numbers 702. And that's going to be the name of the or that's going to be my Twitter handle. Also, as well, you can find me on IG with the same uh, handle or the same at West Coast pod 702. Um, and then I also do have the uh, email account that's going to be West Coast Sports podcast at gmail.com. You'll be able to go and send up any kind of questions. You can hit me up on Twitter with any kind of questions, any kind of topics you guys want, anything like that, and I'll bring and I'll bring it out to the uh, to the podcast there. So speaking of Twitter here, guys, wanted to mention and we'll get right into the podcast here. So speaking of Twitter, if you guys follow LeBron James on Twitter, maybe you guys got a chance or on IG, you guys maybe got a chance to see his post where he was not too happy about how the media and how other people are talking about, you know, the Lakers and his new teammates and his new squad, you know, if you would. Uh, In my opinion here, guys, I like it. I like the fact that LeBron is maybe a little bit pissed off. We all know how he ended up taking that whole Wash King thing and all that. And people were talk- people were making it seem like he was crazy, like that he made all this all that shit up in, in his head. And part of it was true because not so many people po- put it out there like that. But people are like everybody like you. If you if you're not on Twitter, if you guys haven't seen some of the jokes, some of the memes that they're putting out there, I mean, they're putting them in beards and and all this kind of crazy stuff. They're calling them the LARP Lakers, all this crazy stuff, the Life Alert Lakers, all kinds of stuff, man. It is wild, all the stuff that the people. It's it's crazy, all the stuff people that can can come up with and that are creative enough to actually come up with stuff like that. But anyways. I think it's hilarious, but uh, for the for the fact that it's that it's getting to LeBron, or it's, it's at least getting to the point where LeBron is paying attention to this stuff and maybe even letting his teammates know and everything. Hey, that's just motivation for them, and that, that's that's fine with me. One of them, and I'll talk more about you know some of the stuff that I've kind of noticed, and we'll, this is basically going to be the whole center around around today's 
podcast you know just overall what i think about the roster and what i've seen maybe some things that you guys have noticed or things that other people have noticed and wanted to just bring it to your guys's attention here rather than just kind of mentioning things around the news but uh you know just kind of give you a a little bit of analysis and a little bit of background on some of the players that we got so just to get right into it here guys is this team too old that's that's been the question that's been kind of that's been thrown around there and i mean that's the whole center around this whole conversation or this whole episode here and i'll and i'll get right into it here with you guys i'll answer the question even as well yes this team is old for nba wise you know and all that but and then that's overall what we're talking about but this team is not too old in order to win the championship if, if you know what i mean and this team definitely has a lot of potential this team is very, very skilled. They have all kinds of alpha dogs. I mean, just think about the people that, that they got. I mean, regardless of the fact of how old they are and everything, the all the guys that are older, the, all the guys that, are, that have been mentioned or that I'm going to mention here, talking about Russ, talking about Carmelo, talking about uh, LeBron, these guys are, yes, they're older, but they, they, have, they have shown that they are still capable of, of producing high high numbers and being efficient enough to help out a team. And in LeBron's case, enough to actually help a team still win the championship. So if if LeBron's able to do it and these guys have shown, I mean Russ is a very durable guy. He has really not gotten he has really he really hasn't suffered too many injuries except for maybe like one that I could really think of that really took him out for a while and that was that whole knee bump that he had with uh, uh, Patrick Beverly. And then when it comes down to Carmelo, yeah, Carmelo had some issues and everything with, with injuries and all that, and he had his little whole little time where he was out of the league, but that was more of the sense that he wasn't really he wasn't willing to accept a different role, you know. And now that he's kind of, now that he's done that, now that he's shown that he can actually do that, it's a perfect it's a perfect fit. And I'll and I'll talk more about that here. But overall, guys, this team is not old. If you guys really look at them, yeah, there's a couple there's a couple players that are that are just older for NBA wise. But the guys that are that we're talking about that are old are in great shape, and they've stayed in great shape all through all throughout their career. You know, these guys that have balled for years ever since they were in high school, you know, so like these guys are these these guys know how to ball and they know they have they have the skills in order to carry out where they don't have to be super athletic all the time. And but even in a guy like Russ, like this guy has still shown that he is still athletic and that motor is still going and maybe even faster, maybe even more consistent than how when he was younger. But that's just me. Now, now, guys, the one thing I did want to mention is. A lot of people are talking about, oh, these veteran, this is a super veteran team and this and that. Yeah, but veterans know what the hell to do. They know how to play the game. And if there's one thing that I want to mention here, LeBron has shown that he is that he thrives when there's when it's a veteran team, when he has a veteran heavy team, you know, because he has guys that know how to play the game. He know he has guys that know their role and May, or maybe are not even afraid to to make a, to to shoot the damn ball, you know, or not afraid to make a play or something like that. You know, they know their limits, they know their limitations, they know their skills, they know the skills of their of their teammates. You know, they take that time to actually develop the skills and the and the the chemistry. You know, 
Now, some of these guys, they've actually played with each other. They've actually, you know, they played on the same teams before, or they're familiar with the Lakers in some way, some form. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, I'm I'm super excited to see what, what this team can actually do. But again, that's just things that I've noticed from the past and everything, you know, with as far as this team, this roster may being a little bit old and this and that, but they also got some young guys in there. And it's some of the things that I'll be talking about here. But uh, the one thing that I did want to talk about is three major additions to the team. Now, these three guys that are older have some potential to really, really, really make something happen. And those three guys are Dwight, Melo, and Russ. Now, of course, everybody knows about Russ, and I'll leave him for last because that's just going to be a real quick one. And some of you guys even know about the well, about the, all three of them, really. But for anybody who maybe missed Dwight Howard, or it maybe might be as happy as I am to see him back on the Lakers. Uh, most of you guys might have known how everything went down when it came down to the season or to, to last off season, the season after they won the championship, and then he ended up going to Philly ultimately. If you guys don't know the whole story or the whole background about what ended up happening in that situation, just I'm just going to talk about it really quick. Apparently, the reports are that Dwight was really ecstatic, really happy about, you know, joining back with Lakers. He wanted to run it back. He kept on posting on his Twitter, on his IG, you know, run it back and run it back and this and that. So a lot of the guys were talking about from that 2020 uh, championship. Now. When uh, it sounds like when Dwight was actually in talks with his agent and with the with the Lakers for an office, there was actually a number that was thrown to Dwight, and Dwight took that as an offer apparently, and put it out on Twitter. You know, Laker Nation or or uh, Lake Sean back and this and that. Now, that's, I mean. I can't blame the dude, especially when you're happy or something like that. You know, you want to go in and put it out there. I've ha- I've had stuff like that happen where I've been pro- I've been happy about a job or something like that, and then it gets swept underneath the rug out of me at the last second. You know, and and, and you know you have to scramble to go in and just find something else because in a way maybe even you're embarrassed or whatever the case may be, but you just try to find something else. And that's what he ultimately did. He went straight over to Philly shortly after that without even being able to work something else out with the Lakers or anything like that. Maybe coming back for a little bit less or whatever the case may be, or maybe just saying like, hey, you know, that yeah, that is an offer that we can make, whatever that offer may have been. May have been. But that that's all the past and everything and all that. It sounds like overall there was no bridges that were burned or there was no hard feelings or anything like that because he was one of the first signings that the Lakers made. Uh, shortly after that Russell uh, Westbrook uh, trade and uh, shortly after the Carmelo signing and everything, it was like all of them happened all at once. It was like Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore. Everybody started like boom, boom, boom. It was like everybody came up at once. But anyways, super excited to see what Dwight can do. He's going to be another defensive monster with us, as we always know. Uh, that what he how what he brings on the defensive side he's an amazing shot blocker he's very very skilled and he's very very smart when it comes down to the defensive side so it's um, very exciting to see what he's going to bring or um, what he can do this upcoming season also as we know on the offensive side he is a great pick and roll player he crashes the boards for offensive rebounds and and putbacks and everything so he's going to be great to go in and just have a guy a center that can just kind of do the dirty work and one of the things that we were missing last year is a, a dominant uh, lob threat, and that's what Dwight can bring. Now, to move on 
just so we can kind of, you know, move along with the podcast and everything. You guys, I realize I'm taking up a lot of time with uh, Melo. With Melo, he brings a, a really consistent score, whether if he's off the bench, whether if he's, which I think he is going to be coming off the bench, if you ask me. But maybe he might, maybe he, I don't know where he'll start, but maybe he might start. Uh, regardless, if he starts, it comes off the bench. I, I really just think that that's a more consistent score that we have. You know, another guy that can go ahead and come in, get his 15 to 20 easily. Uh, you know, he's he's shown that he's a consistent scorer, even with even with new defenders and even with how good de- or not even how good defenders are nowadays. But just he's able to score even with even with, you know, guys, his, even with guys that are a lot younger or that are coming up in the in the in the league. You know, he's still able to keep up with these guys. So it's uh, definitely definitely important to have another guy that can just create his own shot or get a, get a bucket. He's a bucket getter, you know, just plain and simple. Now, Russ is the last guy that I wanted to mention. Um, as you guys know, Russ is definitely a guy that we kind of had already a chance to talk about. But Russ can definitely push the pace. He's a walking triple. He's a walking triple double. You know, he's this dude's averaged a triple double multiple times in his career. And he's playing alongside with LeBron. Like, I mean, these guys are going to be competing to see who's going to have the most assists in the game. These guys are going to be competing to see who can get a triple-double in every game. Or in, in, in once they put in, yeah, well, in every game, maybe. I don't know. That would be some crazy stuff. Just imagine, you know, you have multiple games where these guys are, are competing for triple-doubles. Like, that's just wild. But I really do think that he's going to be very, very important when it comes down to the Lakers pushing pace. I mean, that's one of the things that we've always been about you know, the, the transition of the run-and-gun Lakers. But uh, I am very excited to see what he's going to bring. As I mentioned, that's another ball handler. It's another guy who can, you know, create his own shot, who can make, who can create a shot for somebody else as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see what he can do. I'm really excited to see what he can do, even when uh, LeBron is not on the floor on the floor with him. And then it's going to give a, it's going to give LeBron a chance to play off ball. And if you guys remember in his Cleveland days with uh, Kyrie when or even if you talk about even when he was with Miami LeBron is an excellent player when he's off ball and especially when the defense is not paying too much attention to him this guy's gonna be he can be a monster but anyways I'm just excited to see what that's gonna look like so guys lastly just to go ahead and kind of close out the podcast and just finish up here the last couple players that I wanted to mention are some of the young guys and just to show that this team is Yes, it's they're a little bit older, but we got some young guys too. And these young guys are Malik Monk, uh, Tht, God, and uh, oh, and Kendrick Nunn, duh, of course. So Malik Monk from uh, Charlotte, he just came from Charlotte. This dude just came off of playing one of his best seasons uh, in, in a while. <laughs> you know, literally, it's his best season since he entered into the NBA. I think he's only on his fourth season or uh, his, his fifth coming up. I want to say. And he did a great job. I mean, this dude ended up having his career uh, his career best in three point shooting. Same thing. Uh, now, when it comes down to his defense, and this is one of the things that I can say about a lot of the guards that we have defensively, these guys don't have to go and do a whole lot. They all they really have to go and do is just apply a little bit of ball pressure on Frank Vogel's defense. And if they're going to get beat to make sure they funnel them towards where the help is or towards where their big men are who can, you know, provide some protection on uh, around the rim. You know, so that's all it really is when it comes down to it. Frank Vogel makes it really easy for their guards to be successful. 
But anyways, uh, the last the last couple things here, guys, that I wanted to mention are the two other guards, Kendrick Nunn, uh, from the formerly from Miami. This dude is was a rookie of the year candidate in his rookie year, and was in the in the finals with Miami, as we know, in 2020. So I mean, for this guy to have already championship, uh, you know, experience and to now be on the Lakers, you know, and then this guy would this guy ended up torching us in one game where i think he he had like 20 something 27 where he went like five of seven from threes or something like that i mean this dude is a bona fide shooter he's shown that he can shoot and in multiple different ways coming off the screens and whatnot and everything and the last guy here guys if you guys all know it's tht tht I'm excited to see what he's what he can do. This is going to be his next uh, next season. Dude is not even old enough to buy a damn beer, but this dude is is going to be it can be something special, and especially now that he's going to have guys like Russ who can maybe help him out a little bit more, who has more of a similar build to him, and of course with LeBron and with all the other players that he has around him, this this guy is going to have a really really big. Uh, role with the lakers and maybe it's not even just something that he can do now but even later on down the road uh lakers ended up signing him for a really nice deal that locked him up for three years we get to see what this guy can do for a while in the laker jersey but i'm gonna close it out here guys that's all i really wanted to mention but let me know let me know what you think are the lakers really old do you guys really think that these uh, young guys are going to be able to cut it are they going to be playing big minutes or not are they going to be you know providing some relief for some of the old guys but we'll see uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast and again guys get at me on twitter on instagram hit me up on the email uh, but yeah hope you guys have a great day a great friday or a great weekend peace